Hi, and welcome to episode 136 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me today is Vicki Stokes. Hi. And Suze Gilbert. Hi, everyone. Uh, we are back from our traveling, especially Suze. You've been all over Europe, it seems like. Yeah, we went. We did a lot. We were a month in France, and then we drove up through the French and Swiss Alps. So Mike wanted to go to Mont Blanc. So um, I ended up going up to Aiguille du Midi, which is 12,605 feet. He, we went over, it was sold out. And then the woman said, no, no, no. She said, we have a ticket. So he buys it. He buys the ticket. I said, oh, you're going to go up because he's scared of heights. I'm thinking, really? He's going to go up? He said, no, you are. You're going to see it for me. So <laughs> I'm like, okay. So when I got up to the very top, um, the air was so thin. I, I did have a little altitude sickness, I, to be honest. It was really high up there. But the views were just spectacular, Mont Blanc and the Alps. And then we we saw the Matterhorn. So we stayed in Zermatt. Um, Zermatt really wasn't our cup of tea because it's so touristy, but it was nice to see the Matterhorn. And uh, then we we stayed a couple of weeks in Germany because he had some work and we were we stayed in Garmisch Partenkirchen again and then we were in near Munich. So and then I just came back from California celebrating my son's big milestone birthday and we did SoCal, which was a lot of fun. And we did experience the Santa Ana winds. And then next week I go to Maine for a week and brave the cold. And then after that, enough. I just want to stay terra firma for a while. <laughs> Yeah, all I did was go on a cruise. Oh, how was your cruise? <clears throat> it was good. We didn't get off the ship in San Juan or Nassau, but we did in St. Kitts because it was our first time. So that was nice. We took a tour of the island and then went to the beach because you, that's what we do. We go to the beach. And it was so hot. I want to say it was about 90-something degrees in St. Kitts that it was so hot you could not walk barefoot on the sand. It was also so hot, you could not sit in your lounge chairs. So I spent, you know, except for having some lunch, we spent our time in the water. It was, you know, the struggle was real. The struggle was real. The struggle was real. (laughs) You know, the sacrifices we made. Yeah, I guess we got to go in the water. So yeah, so we've already booked, we've already booked. We go with two other couples that we met in 2016 on the cruise. And we've gotten really close with them. So we cruised with them in 17. We not, we couldn't cruise last year. Then we did it this past year. And we've already booked our cruise for 2020. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Ooh. we're going to do a different ship this time, but same. We still take Royal Caribbean. And, you know, same ports, but you get to the point where when you're cruising so often, you're going to go to the same ports. Yeah. Which is okay. Yeah. So tell us, Suze, about your new iPhone 11. Well, I, it was, you know, it was really strange when I upgraded because I'm on the Apple upgrade plan and I knew I I wanted to upgrade it because of the cameras, because of the ultra wide and the telephoto. I I definitely wanted to do that. And I had heard about deep fusion working in the background. I, I was, you know, I usually always upgrade for the camera. And, um, when I went to upgrade and I don't know any, if anybody else has had this issue, um, normally you, you know, you just trade in your phone and it said that I had used two of my Apple care incidents. I'm like, what? I never brought my phone in. It, I mean, the battery stunk, but you know, that's sometimes your Apple phone, you know, the battery is not always the greatest. So I went into the Apple store and he said, I don't have anything. 
like that. And uh, on my end, I said, well, do you have one in stock? Cause I'll buy it today. I can trade it in today. And he said, nope, they're completely sold out. Like, oh. So I had to order it and, you know, wait two weeks. But when it came in, I ended up getting, it says midnight green, but I call it Doug fir green. Cause I'm a forest girl. And um, I have to say, I got the clear case in the back um, and I got the max. This is the first time I have ever owned one of the bigger iPhones. And I was I was brave. I decided to do something different and I love it. I actually love the bigger screen size and it fits very comfortably in my hand and I don't have a problem with texting. My son has it, um, my youngest son, and he said, mom, you know, your hands are smaller than mine and you're gonna have an issue texting, but I haven't. It's been, it's been really nice. Uh, I will say the camera's phenomenal. Um, when I was in California, we were my son and I were out at um, Hotel Dell in um, Coronado, and we were there at sunset. So I was taking, you know, photographs in the evening in that really twilight type of light, which is, you know, dusk is sometimes very, very hard for uh, phone cameras because of the noise. You know, it it puts that noise into your photograph. So, you know, um, what that means, it's very fuzzy looking. It's not clear. Uh, or sharp or crisp the image so unfortunately even though I was holding very still um, you know there was some images that were really um, kind of soft and, and noisy so I was experimenting with this camera at night and I have to say it has a night mode and it does make a huge difference so when I compared the two before I traded my my before I um, sent my phone back as a trade-in I took some night pictures with the 11 Max and um, with the, with Pro Max and also with the 10S that I had. And what a difference. It seems like in low light, there's almost a softening that the Apple um, camera and the 10S soften. So, I mean, it's great if you're older because it softens your wrinkles. Because I took a picture of my husband, I'm like, wow, you have no wrinkles with the 10S. <laughs> and I see every, I can see your age spots on the, on the Max. He's like, thanks. But it makes it, it, it almost has a sharpening function. I know they were saying that Deep Fusion is an AI technology and, <clears throat> and it works in the background, but it almost, I'm wondering if it almost over sharpens a little bit. It's it's a it's it it's not really I would say, uh, based like on HDR, but I think it is because I think what it's doing it's bracketing these photos to get the best possible um, exposed. Uh, image and that's that's really cool how it's doing that you don't notice that you just when you're in night mode it only goes into night mode when the the light it detects that the the light is low and so when it goes into night mode you have to still keep your camera your phone very very still because it takes like one or two seconds before the image um it goes into your camera roll. So that's why I'm thinking that the deep fusion is actually doing bracketing. And what bracketing is, is uh, in, a, in a photo uh, lingo is like, say for instance, I had a regular camera, uh, a film camera or, you know, a, a digital camera, a DLSR, um, a, a pro camera. If I wanted to get the pe best possible image um, and exposure for that image, so I don't blow out my highlights or I need to have my uh, as much uh, information for my highlights and I don't have um, I don't 
you know, make the shadow so dark that you can't see anything. So you bracket. So you either, you know, go up on your shutter speed or your f-stop and you maybe do two with different um, f-speeds or shutter speeds or f-stops or excuse me, and then you do low. So you might take four or five image bracketing up and bracketing down. So you have your ex one exposure for your image that you've taken and then you go two, two or three up from that exposures and then two or three down from that. So if you wanted to, you could put it into Photoshop and you can compress those images to have a beautifully exposed image. But what that's basically what the camera is doing. So it's it's really very cool, I think, that Apple has is doing this because I the the images that I took in low light with the Pro Max are much, much less noisy. Now there's still noise. It's not to say there's still no noise at all, but it's definitely a contender. Um for night photography to do low light photography. I wouldn't know about night photography, but <clears throat> definitely low light photography. So I'm very impressed with that. And I really, if you want to use the night mode, you also have to go into the settings and you have to um, toggle off the, you know, capture the photo outside the frame, make sure that's toggled off or the night mode won't come up. But I have to also say is they've revamped a few things because I was like, where is my square mode? I always shoot in square a lot. I, I love square. I, I'm a medium format um, person. I love my Hasselblad and I always shoot in square usually. And it was gone. Well, it's not gone. You have to basically um, toggle up um, there's when you open up the the camera app on this phone now um, on the 11 Max or the 11 Pro, excuse me, you toggle up on the arrow and then you're able to change your ratios and it does have square in there. So it just took me a little bit. I was I was in panic mode, but I'm not in panic mode anymore. So, <laughs> but I like it. I mean, I think they've done a really nice job. Uh, of course, you still have the portrait mode with the depth of field, and what I like also on the screen is you can either go ultra wide and it also has a dial. So um, if you want to do 0.5x, which is 13 millimeter, you can go all the way up to 10x and anywhere in between. So that's really super nice that, you know, you can um, have that option to dial it, uh, you know, if you want it wide or you want a more telephoto. Um, or they just have one and two. So you have, you know, your regular normal um, frame and then you have, you know, the telephoto type frame. So I think they did a really nice job with that. I was very happy with that. Uh, and, you know, I think their video, I don't know if they tweaked the video or not, but the videos are just so crisp and clear. Uh, but they were on my 10s too. But, but so I'm, I'm happy with that part of it. I know that iOS 13 has been having some issues where people are complaining about it's wiping out their multitasking functions, like if their tabs on their Safari. And if it ever did that, I would be, I, I'd be in panic mode because I have like 300 tabs open on Safari. That was what I was going to bring up next. There was an article <laughs> in 9to5Mac the other day about killing background apps. And some oh. of the things that was happening, I thought... Is it me? Is it the iOS? Is it my phone? But my problem was I'm not getting mail on my iPad. So it will say, it would say something like, um, well, I'll have one or two things happen. It might say I've got 10 emails and I go to open the email and there's nothing there. It has to download it all over, all over again. Or if my Mac gets the email, my iPad doesn't until I refresh it. And it might take two or three minutes before it finally comes down. 
Now my iPad wiped out all my uh, wiped out all my tabs, but I think that that wasn't thirteen point two. That was when I was in California. I went into panic mode night one night, and I think that was thirteen. I think that was OS thirteen. It wiped out every single app, so I quickly shut off my um, Wi-Fi on my iPad, and I shut off my. Um, I went into airplane mode on my phone thinking I could save my tabs, you know, from there I could, I could see them and it wiped out everything. I was really super upset over that, but there's, a, you know what you can do, which I found out this was a great hack. Cause I was so, so, so upset, you know, cause I have a lot of tabs open. Don't ask me why it's a thing. It's a weird, it's my hoarding. I don't know. I just hoard web. I, I cause I don't like to have to keep using bookmarks. It's just right. so much easier when I go see, you know, when I visit the same blogs or the same sites, I just have the tab open. But if you're in Safari and you hold, you know, you go down to the two little squares and you hold down the plus, um, t- uh, the little plus sign, mm-hmm. it'll say recently closed tabs. And all your tabs are there that you've recently closed out, including the ones that were accidentally closed out. So that's how I got all my tabs back. Thank Good. God. Good. See, other things that I found is on the iPad, if I'm in the Messages app, and let's say there's a, uh, uh, a thread between the three of us. Now, as you know, if I say, hey, we're recording today at one o'clock, that will be at the very, very bottom. Well, what's happening is there is now a ton of white space between the last message and the bottom. And it just, I, it just goes up. And, you know, I don't know if I'm explaining that clearly, but there's just, there's not supposed to be any white space. Now there's a whole bunch of white space. So we've got that happening. If I, I get, I'm sorry, Vicki. I haven't seen it at all. Yep. I don't get it. It's not constantly, but it happens a lot. Then I've gotten where if someone sends me a message within Messenger, the app will only open halfway. So regardless if I open it landscape or portrait, it will only open up in half the screen and the rest of the screen is totally blank. And the only way to change it is to restart the iPad. Hmm. Oh, it's iPad stuff. Hmm. Then the other thing I found, and again, I don't know if this is, I listen to Outcast. I use that for my, um, I'm sorry, not Outcast, Overcast for my uh, iPad, for my uh, podcast. I don't know if this is an overcast thing or what, but I'm finding now when I listen through the Bluetooth in my car, ever since iOS 13, I have to jack up the volume as opposed to listening to the radio. When I listen to the radio in my car, I listen to about an, at about 18 level, which of course like blows out my husband's eardrums because he listens at 11, <laughs> but it's not really that loud. But when I listen to podcasts, I used to do it maybe around 20, you know, the spoken word versus music. Now, sometimes I have to jack it up to 30 to be able to hear it. And I thought, wow, this is really strange. Now, as far as the watch, I've also found two things with the watch. One, when I open up the activity to see where my rings are, it spins and spins and spins and spins until it finally loads. Never used to have that happen before. The other thing is, again, using Overcast on my watch when I'm at the gym is what I use, so I don't have to carry the phone. Now, it used to be, the way that the the interface works is in the upper left corner, you've got the time. So let's say it's a 60-minute podcast. Then you've got a progress bar underneath, and then underneath that, you've got the controls, the stop, go, and the uh, stop and play, and then the forward and the backward. 
Now what it does is where it says 60 minutes, it used to be a countdown. So you could look down and say, oh, I've got 14 minutes left. Not anymore. It says 60 minutes the whole time. Hmm. So you don't know how much is left. Because sometimes what I'll do is I'll look down and go, oh, I've got four more minutes left. I'll walk the track for the rest of the four minutes so I can finish this podcast before I leave the gym. Now I have to guesstimate where I am. Again, Ooh. is this a watch problem or is it an overcast? I don't know. Ooh. So I've never had those issues before. But they're talking on this 9to5Mac.com uh, article, background downloads often hang forever, never run, apps get killed in the background. As you said, Vic, uh, Suze, um, let's see. Some people are using some bad words here. Let's see what else it says. Oh, it says, if you, st- for example, start a YouTube video in Safari, switch to another app, go back to Safari, and the video loads from scratch and starts from the beginning. So that's the end of the multitasking. Are those people saying which phone they're using or the uh, iOS device they're using? Mm, let me look. Uh, no, they're just saying they're on 13.2, but a lot of these people that are complaining are developers. I'm on the beta version of it and have had none of those issues on iOS. This I'm person said... XS, um, X, um, X Max, so I don't know. I'm just trying I would to figure out. think that these people are using, if not the 11, probably the 10. I mean, I don't think we're talking about people who are using iPhone 6. Yeah. Um, yeah one I, person I, said, mail uh, hangs, had to reboot to get the mail to download. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't have any of those issues. Uh, someone else said, if I pause overcast to make a phone call, iOS kills it, so the system media playback control reverts to the music app. Wow. Hmm. It's, and I'm using the developer's version, beta. You know, so I'm probably slightly ahead of everybody in terms of the updates. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I've had none of those issues. Um, so I guess I'm lucky. Yeah. I mean, nothing that I've experienced is, oh, my God, I've got to get rid of this and switch to Android. Yeah. It's just annoying. Yeah. Well, I tell you what is annoying is that um, there are some apps that, <coughs> excuse me, um, a lot of sick people on the plane, so I'm coming down with a cold, unfortunately, um, that have been removed from the App Store. There were two in particular that, you know, that are still on my iPad, but they're not on my iPhone, which is really odd. One of them um, was, I know this sounds corny, but it was Brussels Griffon stickers. <laughs> but it looked just like a widget, and I loved it. But I have it on my iPad. It's not on my iPhone. And one was a card app that I used all the time. Again, it's on my iPad but it's not on my iPhone. And I thought, and so when I went in to see about the purchase, you know, cause, because sometimes, you know, you can kind of do a workaround if it's per, you know, e- but if they remove it from the app store, but even though they've removed other apps from the app store, those two particular apps did not show up on my purchase um, list, which was really bizarre. Cause I thought that's odd, but I can use them on my iPad, but I can't use them on my iPhone. So, so. so what I've, what I've heard is that they are having issues with iCloud restorations issues. So that could yeah. be what's going on. Yeah. I think, but I, I think just remember right, right. one thing that I did have an issue with is the connection to um, my car connection to, to Apple um, um, CarPlay. Uh, I literally had to do it all over again after two of the releases that, that I had. 
uh, the 13 and the 13.1. It didn't have, uh, uh, I'm on 13.2 right now, and uh, it, didn't, it hasn't happened um, since that update. But it's like it didn't, it, 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 my phone is there in my car saying that it's a phone that it knows and, and I can connect to, and it says it's connected to it, but I can't access it. Um, if I do something like trying, uh, I noticed it when I was trying to um, check my navigation on the map. I rarely use the iPhone in my car when I go places because it sometimes doesn't work. Don't know why. I don't know if it's my car or if it's the iPhone uh, connection or via maps or because I'm connecting via Bluetooth in my car. Um, and um, it just, it when I try to do it, Using Siri, I say, take me to XYZ Street uh, in this town. And it goes, well, you need to go to settings and gave me the instructions on how to connect with Bluetooth. And I'm like, uh, it's, this doesn't make sense. It, it is. So I to fix it, I end up having to deactivate it and then reconnect we, we uh, uh, via Bluetooth. Um, and it happened each time that I updated from 13, 13.1, uh, but it didn't with 13.2, so maybe they got that fixed. Um, so that's that's one of the things that I did no notice. Um, I also had some issues with it connecting, another Bluetooth issue connecting to my watch when I first went to 13.1. Um, it's like it didn't even recognize that my, my uh, phone was anywhere near it. Um, and also I had an issue, uh, with trying to unlock my Mac with my watch and I never had issues with that. Initially I did when that feature first came out and then you know, all of a sudden it's just, I never had any problems. Well, I had some upgrading from 13 to 13.1. So don't know what's going on. Um, they quickly fixed those problems though, I gather, uh, in the next releases. So who, who knows? I'm sorry, it's 13.1, I think it's like 13.1.1 and 13.1.2. They, they were all the 13.1 uh, releases. Well, to say something positive about the 13, one thing that I really like is in messages, if you're using the share sheet, you know, you see something on a website and you want to share it with other people. I love how they give you the options of people that you've been texting with recently. So you can just tap on their name if mm -hmm. that's the person that you want to text to. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Or it shows something where you can open the article in Safari. Yeah, I like that the, the new features in mail too. You you right click and then all these different options that you can do immediately. You don't have to go um you know, to use the little thing at the top in the um uh, menu at the top. It's right. just right click and all those options are right there in a the little sub panel. Um that, that they should have done that some time ago, but you know what? I, you can't go. You know, everything's not perfect, and that actually works. No, no issues with that. No. And then a little helpful hint: if you are, if you see a badge on the App Store that you need to update your apps, instead of having to open it, because they did, they re rejiggered how you find your apps there. If you just press down on the App Store, you'll get a little pop up that says search redeem updates purchased rearrange if you click on yeah. updates it brings you directly to the apps that you need to update but one thing yeah. that you have to do that i keep 
underneath, well, just above where the apps are, it'll say update. You have to click that. I have this habit of clicking done and thinking that it's updating and then look back down and go, how come nothing updated? You have to click that update button first and then click done. So that's a little shortcut, but overall, I don't like how they changed everything around. It was easier the way it was before as yeah, far as I updating your apps. I got a little confused about how to go about doing it and I accidentally discovered what you just said. Yeah. You know, yeah. I guess I could have gone online and looked it up, but you know, who wants to go through all that? <laughs> you know? Actually, I heard it on another to... podcast. It was... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so you can do that with a lot of the apps if you just, which I haven't done yet, but if you just press down, it will do things like right now, <clears throat> I just tapped on Fantastical and it says new event. So I can create a new event right there without having to go through opening it and then clicking the plus sign and it just brought up a new event. You know, yeah. just little things. So you just have to experiment. Mm -hmm. So Vicki, did you download Catalina? Yeah, yeah. You know, I... I... I'm at um, 10.15.2, I think, uh, right now. And what do you think of it? Um, I had issues with one thing, Xcode, you know, because I'm, I'm on the developer's version and I need Xcode, <laughs> okay? And I, um, I was going to go online to see if everybody was having that issue, and I gather they were, because afterwards I, after I fi figured out how to fix it. And I, I, I did what you do on Windows, is delete and start over again, you know, you know, mm -hmm. nuke and paste. So I just deleted Xcode app, and then it downloaded. But what was happening was download, and then when you tried to install it, it said something to the effect that there's something corrupt about the download and it can't continue or something to that. And so I ended up deleting it and um, was able to download and install properly. And when I ran tests on stuff, uh, it seemed to be working fine. Um, and, you know, I didn't lose any information in, in any projects and stuff that I was working on. So um, seems good. Seems fine. I'm not updating on my computer. My computer is a 2000, early 2014 MacBook Pro, and I cannot wait to get a new one. I'm planning on buying one probably, if not Black Friday weekend, then sometime in December. I'm waiting for the holiday sales, if there are any, or if Apple gives out gift cards with purchase or something like that. I'm going through the, it happens with Chrome, but it's really happening with any browser that I use that you're, you know, you're doing your thing. You're, you know, looking at whatever website you're looking at. And then I get the spinning beach ball. And when that happens, I just have to sit there for about a minute, let it do its thing. Then it stops. And then I can go back to what I was doing. It will, mm -hmm. and it, it will now, it, and it's, there's no pattern to it. As far as sometimes I am totally locked out. I can't do anything, but, but meanwhile, the music is still playing on iTunes. But if, if iTunes is open, you can see the new progress bar does not go forward. And then there's other times where I'm locked out of Chrome, but I can go into I can go into mail. I can go into any other app that I'm using until Chrome is finished with the beach ball of death. So what I, what's happening, the way we're going to do this is my husband has a three-year-old, three years old, not even. I think in November <laughs> it's going to be three-year-old Dell computer that he is ready to like throw out the window because I am not kidding. If he, he, 
whether he, if he turns it off, forget it. It takes about 20 minutes to load. If he just puts it to sleep, it takes another 10 minutes to come up. And he was having a problem with Chrome. I had him using Chrome on that. And I forget exactly what the problem was, but he was having this big problem with Chrome. So I said, okay, why don't you go to Edge? It's not Internet Explorer. Edge is supposed to be so much better. So I download Edge. I get him all set up there. And he's got, like you, Suzanne, he's got these certain tabs that he uses every single day, and he just keeps them open. Well, what would happen, and it happened right in front of me, Edge would finally open, and then the screen would go white, and then it would open, and then it would shut itself down, and all the tabs would disappear. So that when he went to open it again, it was just the home screen. And the difference between Windows and Mac, at least as far as I can find settings for, there was no way of getting those tabs back. Mm -mm. It was difficult. Then, So the good thing is I put everything in bookmarks for him and showed him how to open them through the bookmarks. And fortunately, it was only about seven tabs, so it wasn't like it was going to take forever to do all this. But he's like, I've had it. And he has nothing on his computer. He has no music, no videos, no photos. He uses it for email and for web browsing. That's it. So there's no reason for this. So what we're going to do is I'm going to buy a new MacBook Pro. I'm going to put another account on this computer and give it to him. And then show him how to do certain things on this computer that's slightly different than on the Windows computer. And I just said, this is your computer now. Hopefully we'll do everything you needed to do. If he still has a problem or he can't get used to doing it this way, at that point, we'll go out and get him another cheap Windows laptop. Mm -hmm. That's the plan. So at that point is when I'll be using Catalina. Okay. But I'm not doing it on this computer. Even though this computer is compatible, I just feel like... With the problems that it's having right now, and it's still it's still a great computer, but I don't want to risk it. Plus, there's certain yeah. 32-bit apps, like there's an old copy of Photoshop um, Photoshop um, Elements 11 that will not be compatible with Catalina, and I do need to access that sometimes. So this way, I'll still have it on my user account on this computer. So far, I did buy Acorn to replace it, and it's doing what I want need it to do though not as easily, but that's just a matter of me just having to get used to it because it does things differently. So it's just a matter of muscle memory. I'm used to the way things Elements does things. Now I have to get used to the way Acorn does things. And once I get used to it, it'll be okay. Yeah, I I get uh, the mid-2014 Mac, uh, and I'm looking at the, because, you know, I like big, (laughs) I like big screens. They're talking about a twenty a sixteen inch uh, MacBook Pro coming out maybe in twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one, so I'm going to hold out for that. Uh, I, I I really like big monitors, you know, big screens. I, I see my sister has a, um, I think she bought hers last year, um, uh, no earlier this year. Uh, 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 I think it's a, a twelve inch or whatever inch it is, uh, MacBook Pro. Oh, probably thirteen. Uh, 13, I'm sorry, I want to say 12 inch, 13 inch. And um, it's just too small for me, you know. <laughs> well, that's what I'm getting. I'm going to get the 13 inch MacBook Pro. Unfortunately, it's got touch bar. They don't make them anymore without, but that's okay. No choice there. Uh, so it'll be 512 gig SSD like I have now, but I'm going to upgrade the RAM from 8 to 16. 
and hopefully yeah. that will help a lot with what oh, I need to do. You have eight, eight. Oh, that could be a I issue. have eight right now. I think I yeah. I could be wrong, but I think when I bought this, it might have only had four, and I upgraded to eight. Now mm -hmm. it comes with eight. Because I was to, I went to the Apple Store the other day, and I was talking to the um, I don't even know, I don't want to call him salesperson, but I don't even know what they're called, but I'll we'll call him the genius. So I was talking to him. <laughs> And he said he recommended, and I you know, explained what I do with the computer and the problems I'm having with it right now. And he recommended more RAM versus more hard drive. Mm. So yeah. I think oh. I'll do that. And then I also have to get my 88-year-old father. I was over there at his house, and he was having a problem with something. And I couldn't get it to work. And I looked at about this Mac, and I said, uh, Dad, you need a new computer. He's running 10.10. .10, which I don't even remember what it is. I do remember upgrading him as far as it would go. Was that Mountain Lion maybe? I don't even remember. Sierra maybe? He's, his computer's from 2008. It's OS, I think it's Yosemite. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's Yosemite. Yosemite, from 10, it's, it was 10.10. .10. Uh, 2008, the computer's from. And I said, you need a new computer. So when I get myself my MacBook, I'll be also getting him a new iMac. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting setting him up. And it's, and I, I hate to do it because it's one terabyte of hard drive. It's eight gigs of RAM, way overkill, way overkill for him. But that's, that's how it's configured. 21 and a half inch screen that he needs because of his eyes. And even so, I still make Safari really big. So there's not too much information on the screen. But like, you know, your dad actually uses the computer. <laughs> he uses it like, like my husband, he uses it for email and for web browsing and that's it. He doesn't do, and, and Skype. He goes on that's Skype. It, that's, that's practically what most people do. <laughs> yeah. He'll keep in touch with certain people via Skype and that's yeah. it. You know, no photos, no music, no videos, no creating of any kind. It's strictly to read his email and to go on websites. Yeah. I will never own another computer again. Never. never. You know, it was interesting, this, the person I was speaking with, and he reminded me a lot of you, Suze. He said, in addition to uh, working at the Apple store, he is a photographer. He's a professional mm -hmm. photographer. And he uses uh, he uses his iMac, and he's got a Windows computer too. But when it comes to Windows, he builds his own, and that way he knows everything is good. And he uses that for his photography business. But everything else he does is on his iPad. I well, you know the thing is is um, I. As you know, I'm not happy with my iMac, and I'm not even happy with the new one they replaced it with. It's still very slow. I don't know if Catalina is going to to do that, but I'm, you know, we're going to pretty much sell off everything, like I said, and we're just going to go full time um, air streaming the year after next. So, you know, I I don't have the room or the space really for. Uh, a computer. I was thinking about a laptop, but I do everything on my iPad. There's nothing I can't do on my iPad. And the apps have definitely gotten a lot better as far as photo editing. I mean, of course, um, thank you, Google. Um, I don't usually thank Google, but they have kept Snapseed up to date. Um, Affinity Photo and Donnie um, Yankla was the one that recommended that. That is, it's it's got a learning curve. It definitely has a learning curve, but that one is very good. I use Pixelmator a lot, and um, you know, 
I know there's been rumors down the line that uh, Adobe is going to be coming out with some type of Photoshop app for the iPad. But, you know, honestly, I, I, I don't know, even know if I would get it because I don't need to use Creative Cloud. They did come out with a great painting app though called Fresco, and I have been having a lot of fun you know, playing around with that. I still love Procreate. So the apps that I have are very useful and they, I love the way you can switch between them. You're not just relegated to having Photoshop on an iPad. You, you know, so many times when I do the graphic, you know, for our podcast, I will take a photo and I will, you know, put it into Procreate. Or first I do Pixelator because, you know, it has to be a certain size and it's great that you can do that. And I, I'll fiddle with it in Pixelator and I'll bring it to, to Snapseed or I'll bring it into Procreate and then it's done. And I just love the fact that it's very fluid having all those apps and being able to, you know, uh, extrapolate what you need from each one. So I don't, I don't ever foresee myself even using a, a, a laptop again. I'm waiting for the new iPad Pro. I am waiting for that because I thought they were going to come out with an announcement, um, you know, this month in a course, uh, excuse me, in October, and they did not. But I will probably upgrade. I have, I have the iPad Pro that's uh, 9.7 inches that came out a few years ago and I'm not unhappy with it. It's just that um, I would like us, you know, to have some USB capabilities. So uh, the, the little dongles that I have for the, the iPad pro do not work. I did buy a dongle that you put into the port, the lightning port, and it, you're supposed to be able to put an SD card from your camera into it and it never, ever, ever works. So that's why I'm hoping that, you know, if the USB works really well, then, and they continue with that, that I can at least be able to have that option to do that. But I can't wait to get rid of this iMac. I can't wait to just to get rid of everything, actually. I mean, who wants our stuff? If you think about it, millennials don't want our stuff anymore. So we have all this stuff we think is precious. And, you know, my husband's already going into panic mode thinking, you know, well, you're going to get rid of that. Yeah, we're getting rid of everything. We're going to get, we're only going in restoring stuff in a 20 by 20 foot space and he can do this <laughs> but I'm actually not worried about him I'm worried about my art supplies <laughs> I may have to have my own little space for my art supplies I don't want to get rid of my printing press I don't want to get rid of this I, I mean oh it's it's I'm going to have the hard one with that I think oh yeah for me but, it's going to be my albums yeah. I don't even care how about albums, my seat. how many albums do you have about 300 wow, so it's not we... like I have a you know a, a ton of them but still well, you know, the thing is, is I've been through a couple of moves. You know, I've been, when we moved from Maine to Tucson, I went, I had four yard sales. I got rid of a ton of stuff. I got rid of all our paper stuff. You know, like my husband had receipts from 20 years when we were dating. And so I got rid of all that stuff and it felt really good, but we didn't really downsize when we were in Tucson and, you know, you accumulate more. And then, so when we moved to Dallas, we definitely downsized and I got rid of a lot of stuff but then you it's like you become comfortable with the space you're in and you keep adding stuff so now I'm in a mindset where I'm not buying anything else and you know it hurts it hurts because I have collected Polish glass ornaments for I don't know almost 40 years and I'm and when we were out in California my son found one he said mom you have to get this I said I can't I can't get it. And it killed me. But you know what? It's also good not to accumulate so much stuff. I mean, it's hard. So I'm I'm going from consumer to, I don't know, 
I think it's our age too, because I'm going through old books and I'm taking, like, I've got a lot of knitting books, craft books, and I would look at the date and go, yeah, okay. And those actually got tossed. But things that were still good that I wasn't using, fiction books, things like that, I brought to my library. And I said, yeah. somebody else, I don't care if you put them on the shelf. I don't care if you sell them for a buck. I don't care. If someone else can get pleasure out of reading this book and then they can pass it on to someone else, that's fine with me. So that freed up, you know, the same thing, a lot of space, you know, going through clothes, going through shoes, just saying, you know, why am I, I haven't worn this in six years. Why do I still have it? I agree and, with you. It's, you know, it's giving really it to the good. Salvation Army or something like that if it's still in good shape. Yeah, I did the same thing with my books. I was, it was, I was in a book club. And we had this, um, decided that we would take books, our books, and bring them to our um, clubhouse and sell them, you know, or give them away. We didn't care. Somebody, I mean, at, at the end of the day, we really didn't care. Some of the books were like brand new. So people had those on the section for sale, but we had a bunch of books because we, uh, uh, that uh, for sale. I had series of books. You know, and I got rid of every, just about every book I own because I, I'm all electronic. All my exactly. books are I don't Unless it's book. a reference book. Reference books, I still yeah. want something yeah, to hold in my book. hand. But if I'm reading books. fiction, yeah. then, or if it's, if it's a nonfiction book, but it's not a reference book kind of a book, then like, you know, a book about George Washington. I don't need that because I'm not going to read it again. I'm not going to refer to it. That I borrow from Overdrive and put on my Kindle. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of books like that. But but my reference books I'm, I would use are like um, software development stuff. That stuff gets, you know, um, updated. You know, even if you buy the e-version, you can get an update to it. Uh, right. And um, I, I have that on there. I just don't, I have a, a bookshelf in here and I think I got by maybe five books on there. <laughs> books are going to be hard for me but i said to the boys my boys are going to be here for christmas they said you got to start marking everything you want because you know devin's going to take all the harry potter collection and that's fine but my art books are going to be harder and i but i you have i think my mindset it's not a marie kondo thing i don't care about things you know you know only keeping things that have joy i i i have i want things that i need or and I think for me is, will I use it in 10 years? See, that's because, you know, I'm thinking that if we travel and we're full timers for a while and because and, we love traveling, I, I'm just kind of like, well, we're going to be done when we're done. But I'm just kind of thinking, OK, what 10 years is it just a good, you know, reference point? Would I still want this in 10 years? And so that is kind of the mindset that I'm going through stuff. So are you going to put something in storage? Yeah, we're putting we're putting all the stuff that we're going to, you know, when we settle down again, um, we'll put we're going to put everything in a storage unit. So, yeah, we'll we'll but it's going to be 20 by 20. So I'm getting rid of a yeah. lot of our furniture. Um, yeah, it's actually really freeing, though. You know, I, I don't think we I don't think we need a house right away. I, I'm just kind of I don't want to put down roots anywhere until we absolutely fall in love with the place that we want to you know be in. Because I don't want to have to move again. This you don't is know it. what state you want to go to either? <laughs> no, because, you know, when we went to Washington, 
last spring, I was very upset because we looked at a lot of land in Washington. We were looking at land in places. And unfortunately, Washington has a lot of clear cut. So you go through these beautiful national forests. And then once you get away from national forest land, it's clear cut. And some people buy land and the timber companies come in and they take down every single piece of uh, or every tree on that lot and they leave the stumps. And Mm -hmm. it's I'm sorry, but it is ugly. I'd use another word but it's ugly Mm. and it's just, it's just, uh, it's sad. And I thought, wow, you know, because I want a very forested lot and I, you know, I mean, I would probably have, you know, we'd take down trees that were, you know, um, diseased or something. Cause we wouldn't want, you know, to have that go through the whole lot, but we couldn't find anything. So we said, you know what, it's just not meant to be yet. So what we'll do is we'll travel and we plan it on traveling a lot out west and we'll know i figured you know we'll know when we when we see that spot so we'll just we'll just wait we're patient we're pretty patient so but you know if our health is good and you know as you get older like i think i mentioned before you know when i was a nurse i had so many patients that always put off traveling and put off doing things until they retired and then when they took retirement they either you know they had a life crisis either they had you know a heart attack or they had a stroke or they had cancer or something and once you don't have your health it's very very difficult to have the opportunity to be able to do that you know Um, because when something when a crisis occurs like that you know you have to be very close to a hospital so knock on wood you know we'd like to try to do it for as long as we can until we're ready to to settle down till i'm ready to get a walker (laughs) (laughs) i can't hike with a walker (laughs) (laughs) but you know but we have a very you know simplistic life because we just love to travel and you know i love to cook and you know it's just and we love to hike and we love to we love nature so you know we're going to be, we're going, we're going to become granola. My, my, one of my sons said, oh my God, mom, you're becoming hippies. I said, well, I don't think it, well, that's quite the word to say, but no, well, I think we're well, nomads. Have you broken to, to, to widget that she's going to be a nomad? Yes, she loves it though. She loves to travel. She is the best traveling dog we've ever had. I mean, honestly, she just loves, she lives to travel. She's excellent on a plane. Um, I mean, it was a nine hour trip coming back from Germany. And she was just, she's, she's just fabulous. I mean, she really is. She, I don't know how she can hold it that long, but she does. And um, she loves camping though. She absolutely loves camping. And if I had to rename her, I never would. I would probably call her Scout because she has to go ahead on the trail <laughs> and she checks out all the trails and she tells us what, she's re- really remarkable. She has a really incredible sense of direction. Because when I was in Germany, it was raining one day and they, I think I told, I don't know if I told you this, they had an airstream up by the cathedral in, in Freising. And I was like, oh my God, they have an airstream. So I went and talked to them. And of course they didn't speak a spick of English. So mm-hmm. I had to use Google Translate, which was very good actually um, on the voice. They have a, Google has um, on their Translate app, they have a option to say conversation. So you select the, the language that you need. So I would want German to be translated into English and I would want my English to be translated into German for them. It worked great. They were flipping out. They had never seen that before. So we get to talk about the Airstream and they had it renovated into this little diner. It was awesome. And they, they had, you know, sandwiches and, you know, palm fuit and you name it. So I went up there to, to go get a, a, veggie burger and some palm fuit and it was raining and widget was not happy so when we went to walk back to the hotel i 
I was going to take a different street and she knew it wasn't the street to take. And so she <laughs> literally pulled on me until she got me onto the street. And I was laughing and she knew exactly where to cross the street to go to the hotel. And she walked right into the hotel and she knew that the, the doors automatically open. Oh my God, people were laughing. She's a riot. She's an absolute riot. But yeah, she does love to travel and that makes it even better. So yeah, she'll be, she'll become a gypsy. So. <laughs> okay, so we're going to wrap up this episode and we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at threegeekyladies.com with the number three spelled out and our contact information is there. We would like to thank you for so much for listening. We will talk to you next time. computer. I really think you need to listen to Geekiest Show Ever. Melissa, Elisa and Mike work really hard to make a good podcast that will last the test of time. They are smart, informative and concise. Who am I kidding? They show up and talk for an hour or so and I have to listen to their dribble. I beg you listen to the podcast so I feel like my life has meaning and I won't go into a kernel panic and end it all. Listen to the Geekiest Show Ever on the My Mac Podcasting Network.